Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Baba, Baba God, I thank you for your love and peace, your happiness, and your joy that you've given us, my Father. Father God, I thank you that you are our source and you are who we need, Father. Father, I praise your holy name. Dear Lord, I thank you for watching our Apostle Keith J. Brooks and First Lady. Dear Lord, I thank you for watching over their children, my Father, and keeping them safe, Father. Thank you for watching over Christian, my Father. Keeping him safe, Father God, giving him the desire of his heart, my Father. And dear Lord, I praise your holy name. I thank you for watching over the Judah family, my Father. I thank you, Father God, that you are who we need, my Father. You are a source, my Father, and I praise you. Dear Lord, I thank you that you're bringing us together in one accord, my Father. That your will in our lives would be done, my Father. Father God, I thank you that you're keeping everybody healthy, Father God. And Father God, I thank you for the finances that's coming into our homes, my Father. I thank you for watching over the children, my Father. Giving them strength, my Father. Giving them people who keep them and guide them in the right way, my Father. Father God, I thank you for blocking anything on the Internet and on the website, Father, that would cause these children to go astray, my Father. Dear Lord, I praise your holy name. Dear Lord, I say yes, Lord, yes to your wills and your ways, my Father. I thank you for going into the nursing homes, my Father, and healing the people, my Father. Father God, I thank you for your healing virtue, my Father. Father God, I thank you that you're taking care of each and every one of us, my Father. Dear God, guide us, my Father. And dear God, I thank you that you are our source. Dear Father God, I thank you. I praise your holy name, Lord. I thank you, Father God, that you're going into the hospitals, my Father. And dear God, I thank you that you're touching the doctors, my Father, giving them wisdom, my Father, touching the nurses and blessing the people who are watching over the people in the hospital, who are putting their lives online, my Father, to make sure others are safe, my Father. Father God, I thank you that you're bringing us together as a people, my Father. Dear God, I thank you that you're bringing us together as a people. And dear Lord, I praise your holy name, Lord. Dear Lord, I say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, to your wills and to your ways, my Father. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're watching over the children, Lord. Dear God, I thank you that you're watching over the children, Father. There's so many children now that are in in, in foster homes, and, and no one knows what's going on with them, Father. But I ask you to go in, Father, send angels to guard and protect them, my Father. Keep them safe, my Father. And Father God, I praise your holy name. Dear Lord, I thank you now, Lord, for everything that you're doing in our lives, my Father. I thank you for opening up doors. No man can close and closing doors. No man can open, my Father. Father God, I thank you now. I thank you for everything that's going on in our lives, Father. I thank you that you're touching our sister faith, my Father. Father God, give us peace, Lord Jesus. Peace that surpasses all understanding, Father. Father, I ask you to go in and touch her and heal her, Father. Dear Lord, I know that you can do it. 
Lord. Satan, I rebuke you now. I rebuke you now, Satan. Get off of this phone line. Dear Lord, I praise your holy name. Dear Lord, I say yes, Lord, yes, to your wills and to your ways. Father God, I thank you, Father God, that you've given us strength to do what you have us to do, my Father. And Father God, I thank you that we're coming together in one accord, my Father, that your will will be done, my Father. Father God, I praise your holy name. I thank you, Father God, for going into the hospitals. I thank you, Father God, for going into the nursing homes. I thank you, Father God, for going into the prisons, my Father. And Father God, let your will in their lives be done, my Father. Total healing, my Father. Father God, I thank you that you're touching the hands of the nurses and the doctors that's in that's taking care of the people, my Father. And Father God, I praise you. Father God, I pray for the people that's in authority, my Father. I pray you pray for the president and the people that are around him, Father God, that he open their eyes and see, Father God, the destruction that they're causing, my Father, in lives, my Father. Father God, I thank you now, Lord Jesus, for the miracles that you're doing, my Father. Even in this time, Father, I thank you for the miracles that you're doing in lives, my Father. I thank you, Father God, that finances are coming in and we're able to take care of bills and do the things we need to do, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you're opening up your doors, my Father. And Father God, I praise your holy name. Dear Lord, I say yes, Lord, to your wills and your ways, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for the people who are sleeping on the street, my Father. Father God, I thank you for the ones who are laying out on the street, my Father, and have nowhere to go, my Father. Father God, I thank you. Dear Lord, I thank you, and I pray for the gentleman that I saw earlier today, Father, laying on the porch, my Father, of the courthouse, my Father. Dear God, I ask you to send angels, my Father. Send angels to minister to him, my Father. Father God, I thank you that there's triple question. Father God, I thank you that there are people that are willing to go out and feed them, my Father, and do what it takes, my Father. Father God, I thank you that you're blessing our hands, Father, that we're not being just praying. Father, we're able to go out and do things, my Father. Father God, I thank you now. I thank you, Father God, that you're blessing the kitchens, my Father, who's taking care of these people, my Father. Father God, I praise your holy name. Dear Lord, I thank you for watching over our children, Lord Jesus. Father God, with this time and them trying to put them back in school, my Father. Father God, I thank you that you're shutting things down that don't need to be open, my Lord. Until until this virus is over, Father, put it in their brains and in their minds, my Father, that they're, they're destroying children and people, my Father. Dear God, I praise your holy name, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you now. I thank you, Father God. Father God, I thank you that we're able to, to, to come together, my Father. We might not be able to touch each other, but we can see each other's face, my Father. And Father God, I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. I thank you for Apostle, my Father, who's keeping his flock together, my Father, who's praying over us each and every day, my Father. And Father God, I praise you for that, my Father. But Father God, he's been our shepherd, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, that you're keeping him safe and from harm and danger, Father. I thank you that you're blessing his home, blessing him financially and spiritually and mentally, my Father. Sending him a mentor, my Father. Dear God, I praise your holy name. And Lord, I say yes, Father God. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Father. Father, whatever you want me to do, Lord, I'll do it. 
Dear God, I praise your holy name, Lord Jesus. Dear God, I thank you now, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for the wisdom and knowledge that you have bestowed on us, my Father. And, Father God, I praise you. I thank you for my sisters in Christ. I thank you for my brothers in Christ, Father. For, Father God, the family has been there for each other, my Father. And I praise you, Lord Jesus. I praise you, Lord Jesus. Dear Lord, I say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father God, you say that you need someone to go out and feed. Here I am, my Lord. Father God, I'll go. I'll go wherever you send me, Father. I'll go, my Father. Dear Lord, I thank you now. I thank you, Father God, that you open up doors, my Father. Father God, I thank you that you open up doors, my Father, that has been shut for us, my Father. And Father God, I praise your holy name, Lord Jesus. Dear God, I thank you, Father God, for our building, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for the finances to build Judah, my Father. Dear Lord, I thank you now that you shut up on I thank you, Father God, that Judah will come together again in your name, my Father. And we will come strong, my Father. Strong, my Father doing your will. And dear Lord, I say yes, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for the ministers, my Father of Judah. I thank you for the minister that's passed and given the word, my Father, that you put on their heart, my Father, to give to us, my Father. But Father God, this has sustained us, my Father. When times are hard, my Father, it, it has sustained us. It has given us, given us food, Father God. And that, Father God, I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. I thank you for every willing party, my Father, that's willing to do your will, my Father. I thank you Father God, for everyone that's under the umbrella of Bishop Brooks, my Father, I thank you that you're blessing each and every person, my Father. I thank you, Father God, that you're taking care of us, my Father, and giving us wisdom, my Father, and what to do and what not to do, my Father, where to go and where not to go, my Father. I thank you, Father God, and I pray and ask you for wisdom, wisdom. Father God, give us the wisdom and the knowledge that we need to do your will, my Father. And, Father, I praise your holy name, Lord Jesus. Dear God, I thank you now. I thank you, Father. Without you, Father, we're nothing. And, dear God, I thank you. As I die to self, Father, I step behind the cross, my Lord. And I take on the cross, my Father. I walk in your steps, my Father. I walk in obedience to you, my Father. And, Father, I praise you. I praise you, Lord. Give me knowledge. Father God, I thank you now. I thank you, Lord. Enlarge my territories, my Father, so that I can go and do what you would have me to do, my Father. And I praise your holy name, Lord. Dear Lord, I thank you that you're touching the people in Texas, my Father. And, Father God, I thank you that you're going in, Father God, and you're healing, my Father. You're sending that virtual healing, my Father, through the people in Texas, Father, who are struggling right now, my Father. Dear Lord, I thank you for that, my Father. Father God, I thank you, Father God, They're going over and talking about the, the, the nine people who got killed. Father God, in the Orange District, District, my Father. Father God, I thank you that you're touching their families, my Father. You're touching the hearts of the people, my Father. 
And, Father God, you've given them peace, my Father, peace that surpasses all understanding, my Father. And, dear God, I thank you that you're watching over the children that was left behind, the mothers that was left behind, the wives and the husbands that was left behind, my Father. Bless them, my Father. Bless them, my Father. Like only you can do, my Father. And, Father God, I praise you for that, my Father. Father God, I thank you, Father God. I pray for the little child that was found the other day, my Father, just wandering in the streets, my Father. Dear God, I thank you now, Father God, that you're sending good people, my Father. Dear Lord, I praise your holy name, Lord Jesus. I praise your holy name. I say yes, Lord. Yes to your wills and to your ways, Lord. Dear God, I praise you, Lord Jesus. I praise you, Lord Jesus. Dear Lord, we say yes. We stand in the gaps for the others, my Father. As we stand here and we give you our all, my Father. As we give you our all, my Father. Dear Lord, I thank you now. I thank you that you're giving me strength in my body to do your will, my Father. I thank you that you're blessing my hands, my Father. You're blessing my feet, my Father. And I thank you now that I can walk and do what you ask me to do. Father God, my hands are here for you, my Father. And dear Lord, I praise your holy name. Dear Lord, I praise your holy name. And I say yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes to your wills and to your ways. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Lord, I say yes. Yes, Lord. You know, Father God, I praise your holy name. I praise your holy name, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, God, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I praise you. I praise you, Father. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I lift you up, I magnify your name. You are worthy, 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 Lord, worthy to be praised. Dear Lord, I praise your holy name. Dear Lord, Judah, thank you. We praise you. Dear Lord, we praise you. Yes, Father. Dear Lord. Your will in my lives. Your will, Father. Your will be done, my Father. I thank you. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Lord. Father God, I thank you. I praise you. Yes, I do in Jesus' name. 
Amen. 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 Good evening, saints. This is Lady Brooks from Judah Sanctuary of Praise. I am filling in for Apostle Brooks this evening. Um, So let's just pick up in prayer um, where the woman of God, just an awesome prayer, just an awesome prayer. Let's just pick up from there. Heavenly Father, we thank you, first of all, God, for who you are in our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving our sins, transgressions, and iniquities, Father. Open our hearts and our minds, God, to hear your word on today, on tonight, Father. Father, I just ask that you be with me. Anoint me, Father, to speak only the words that you have given me, Father, and nothing more. Lord, I ask that good seed fall on good ground, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we'll be careful, all of us, God, to give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Good evening, everyone. Uh, this Today I'll be teaching from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 through 16. I'll be reading from the Amplified Version. So while you're getting prepared for that, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Again, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 through 16. And I will be reading from the Amplified. So if you have time to get that, you're more than welcome to. Today I'll be talking about your reality is not the truth. Your reality is not the truth. There is a movie called The Matrix. It's about a created reality designed by machines to entrap people into believing something. But to see the truth, the main character, Neo, takes appeal to wake up to the truth. Today I want to talk to you or teach you about the matrix we have allowed to be created in our own lives and in the church. And with the power of the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus, you too will wake up to truth. We have an adversary in this walk with God. We understand that this adversary is out to steal, kill, and destroy. This adversary has been out to achieve success in our lives since the day we were born. It has plotted, twisted, and created a reality that we have been so eager to believe because it feels good and justifies our sinful nature. You'll be surprised that the adversary I'm talking about is not Satan. This is our perception. Our perception in church There are common sayings like, the devil is busy, or the devil made me do it, or it's the devil. We fail to acknowledge that it's our mouth that said it. It's our hands that did it. It's our feet that chose to go that way. We say sayings like, this is the way I was raised, or this is how I've been all my life, and this is how my friends are. And the disheartening part about these statements aren't, these aren't even factual. They are based on perception from one person and pass down. So we are acting and behaving like someone we maybe have never even met or may not apply to our modern day lives or our own individual lives. You may disagree, but let's use this for an example. If someone in your past family or friend uh, way back when used to use outhouses, you know, the bathroom outside, and now modern day we have indoor plumbing, would you build a million-dollar house and then omit, bathroom, omit the bathroom because someone in your family used the outhouse? Of course not. So why take on the negative behaviors or sayings or attitudes of someone that isn't based on your today? Perception determines our behavior, our reaction, our words, our money, our time, and even how we raise our own children. Perception is defined as this, the ability to see hear, or become aware of something through the senses, and the way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something, a mental impression. 
So let me use this as an example. There's a syndrome called Stockholm Syndrome. It's a psychological response to where the captive, which is a victim, begins to identify with their captors. Again, that's a Stockholm Syndrome, if anybody wants to go read about that. So basically, it is a person who is, um, being, has been kidnapped, uh, maybe raped or tortured, yet over the years or uh, over a time, this becomes routine to them. And the captor tells them they love them or they share with them their situation and why they're doing what they do. Eventually, because of the Stockholm Syndrome, over time and with no one else there to say what is right or wrong, the victim falls in love or begins to understand why they are being treated in such a horrible way. And sometimes the captor, the person who took them, is able to free the victim and have a relationship with them because the victim believes they are in love or believes that if they leave the captor, the captor will suffer without them. Now, many of you on the prayer line tonight are going to say, that's crazy. How could someone stay? You've been raped. You've been tortured. You've been beaten on. You've been uh, stolen. How would, you, how would you stay? But again, it's about their perception. Parents abuse their children, and if children are taken out of the home, those children still want their mom and dad. They don't think the person that is truly kind to them as the enemy when it should be the other way around. They still have a perception about their mother and father. Perception runs our world. Racism exists because of perception. If someone you know was killed or hurt by someone of another race or some another race did something to you or you read about them in the newspaper over and over again, you perceive they are all alike. It may not be something you say, but truth be told, you are thinking it. So I'm going to use me for an example, and I am going to get to the word. I'm going to get to the scripture. My mother is Korean. But because coronavirus is associated with beginning in China, now all Asians look alike and all are infected and the enemy because of perception, not truth. So I have to tell my mother now to be careful because hate crimes for Asians have increased because of human sight, human perception, says she is Chinese, when in fact Wuhan, China is roughly 869 miles away by plane to Seoul, Korea which is equivalent to uh, Florida being, leaving Florida to get to Kentucky. You're not, if we live in Ohio or wherever you are, you're not going to go to Kentucky or way out your way to get to another state. You're, so, so when you compare something, you have to make sure what we're talking about is not uh, perception, okay? The reality is what your perception is is not truth. What is truth? Truth is the word of God. He doesn't lie. He does not deceive. He's not manipulative. God just has truth for us. So let's get into the word of God and get some freedom from ourselves and, some pe and from people. 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 2, verses 12 through 16. And it reads, and I'm reading again from the Amplified. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God so that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely given to us by God, meaning it's free. He didn't get, he, we didn't have to do nothing for it. We didn't, have to have, we didn't have to do, we didn't have to work for it. We don't have to buy it. It is freely given to us. We also speak of these things not in words taught or supplied by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual thoughts with spiritual words for those being guided by the Holy Spirit. I, I, I want to I reiterate here. When we're talking about spiritual thoughts and spiritual words, 
as in Amplified, it says, for those being guided by the Holy Spirit. If you're not being by God, guided by the Holy Spirit, you're just giving words. Really, your words have no substance. Again, it's just perception. Because you have a deep quote or a deep saying doesn't mean that it's spiritual. Amen? But the natural, unbelieving man does not accept the things, the teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish, absurd, and illogical to him. And he is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated and he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters. Basically what he's saying is if you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to use you, shut your mouth. That's what he, you, you, don't, you, you, you don't have any reason to judge anything. You don't even know what's happening. But the spiritual man, the spiritually mature Christian, judges all things, questions, examines, and applies what the Holy Spirit reveals, yet is himself judged by no one. The unbeliever cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual nature. For who has known the mind and purposes of, of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we, we the spiritual ones, the, the spiritual ones, we have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and his purposes. Freedom starts not by going to church, not by memorizing scriptures, not by your works, not by um, because you come to church, uh, you know, you come to church every Sunday and you're there for Bible study. None of that, freedom doesn't start from that. Not even believing in Jesus Christ gives you freedom. And I, want to, I know I lost some of y'all there, so I want to clarify this. Not believing in Jesus Christ, you know why? Because there's other religions that believe in Jesus Christ. Islam says he's a prophet. They don't deny Jesus Christ exists. They're saying that he was just a prophet. The Baha'i considered Jesus to be one of many manifestations for God, of God. That's not Christianity, though. Mormons even believe in Jesus. Jehovah Witness even believe in Jesus. So this is what I mean by just believing. When we say, when I say not believing in Jesus Christ gives you freedom, that just because you believe in him don't mean that it's really. We can believe that the TV's working in the in the living room. That doesn't make me uh, give me freedom from that. You understand? Just because you believe something doesn't give you freedom. You can believe the slaves believed they shouldn't have been treated the way they were, but that didn't give them freedom. Amen. Freedom only comes by allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us, not man. Yes, God gives authority to leaders to lead us and teach us, but even in this, we must be very careful of what they are teaching. The Word of God warns us about false teachers and prophets. And then, like I said earlier, there are a lot of deep, passionate quotes out there in the world. But we need to be careful that the quote doesn't make our truth, but God's Word is the truth. So these quotes, uh, one of my favorite apps is Pinterest, and they have all these deep and great quotes, and they apply to every aspect of your life. If someone broke your heart, if someone passed away, if one of your kids is leaving for the army, if uh, one of your daughters, they have all these deep quotes, but none of them are scripture. They're just deep. It's just natural. It's carnal what they've come up with. We must not rule, but be ruled by emotions but by the Holy Spirit. To break up our reality, this is, is hard to do. Uh, when we have perception of something, when we have perceived um, something in our lives to be true, to break it up, to come to, into church, and for the man or woman of God to teach you something that um, is completely opposite of what you have learned, what you have been raised on, what you have built your life upon, is very hard to do. It's like you tell someone that's 75 years old, they've been living their lives and did all these things, and then you tell them they're wrong. And they just 
Are they just going to easily accept what is being said? Are they just willing to throw away what they have based their whole life on? A natural man won't. But in verse 15, it says a spiritual man tries all things. The word tries here, again, in Amplified means examine. That means anything that comes to you, anything that you um, see, anything that you hear, anything that you feel, you examine it, you investigate it, you inquire about it, you're, you're questioning it, you're just not accepting it as your truth. We cannot accept and be deceived by our own perceptions unless those perceptions have been examined and investigated and most of all discerned with the Holy Spirit. There's, um, we, we say sometimes, with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the help of the Holy Spirit. No, it's with the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit don't need your help. God doesn't need our help. That's where we've gotten confused in the church. He doesn't need our help. God can do it if he wants to. The Holy Spirit can do it if he wants to. We just have to be willing to do what the Holy Spirit is teaching us to do. We have to be willing to question it. We have to be willing to discern it. We have to be willing to investigate it. The Holy Spirit has given us the truth. We don't have to. We don't, I said it in the scripture. It is freely given to us. There's nothing that we're doing to, um, to gain it. There's nothing that nobody is more spiritual or, or more holy or they're going to do, they clean the church more, they talk in tongues more. They, they, there's nothing that as spiritual beings that we have to do, it's freely given to us. So, when we, so we have to make sure what we're saying is, it, because when we say with the help of the Holy Spirit, it sounds like we're helping the Holy Spirit. We're not helping anybody. We jacked up. That's why Jesus left us a comforter. He knew what was wrong with us. He knew we were going to need somebody. So he sent us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't need our help. What he needs us to do is die, die to ourselves, die to our perceptions, die to our truths and our realities. He doesn't need anything from us. Our attitudes must change. Our words have to change. Our mindset cannot be fixed. When we are spiritual beings, we have to walk with God. We have to walk with God. We have to walk with God. I'm going to say that again. You have to walk with God if you are a spiritual being. You can't pick God up when you want God. You know, we do that. We get into problems or something is going on in our household or our children are uh, a disarray and our marriage is a disarray or our finances are a disarray, and then we want to pick up God. We ain't picked up a Bible all week long, but as soon as you think you're about to be laid off, you start praying. As soon as you uh, think something's going on or something's about to happen, you want to call the man or woman of God or you want to call a sister and brother in Christ to pray for you. We have to, if we want to change, if we want to know what the truth is, we have to walk with God and allow the Holy Spirit to, to work in us. So our mindset has to be changed. To walk with a power and authority, our mindset has to grow. Renewing of our mind is a daily process. What we learn today should be more than what we had yesterday. What we learn today should be more than what we had six months ago. I, I want you to examine your mental. If you're thinking the same way that you were six months ago or even yesterday, you have to ask yourself, where am I with God? I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and I, and I said, you know, I always heard that 40 was, and this is just opinion, other people, that 40 was the best time for women. 40 is. 
And they say 20s, you know, you're doing your fun thing, you're trying to figure it out. 30, you're trying to figure out, do you still want to be 20 or you want to grow up, you want to mature? Well, 40 is, from what I understand, you, you kind of know where you want to be. Well, if at 40 we're still acting like we're 19, we're going to think something wrong with us or somebody's going to think something is wrong with us. It's the same thing in the spiritual realm. Renewing your mind. See, we're not carnal if we're saying that we're not. If we're saying that we are spiritual beings, and I'm only talking to the ones that are saying they're spiritual. Now, if you don't know if you're spiritual or not, that's a whole other teaching, a whole other conversation. But if you want to renew your mind, it is a daily process. And I'm not talking about just every day. I'm talking about hour, minutes. How do you respond to something? How, do, how is your attitude? What does your face look like? Uh, where is your money being spent? Where is your time being spent? How do you look at God? Do you look at God that he's just Santa Claus and he just gives you blessings when you need it? Do you, do you look at God as something that he, just this being that's um, omnipotent, but yet you don't understand that he sees what you're doing, that he is everywhere, that he doesn't condone this? Are you... Or are you seeing it as I'm walking with God every step of the way he is walking with me? And sometimes when I'm too weak to walk, he's carrying me. Are you in that place with the Holy Spirit? Are you in that place with God to say, yes, I want my mind to be renewed. I don't want this attitude. I don't want the perception that my parents gave me, that teachers gave me, that man gave me, that friends gave me. I want the truth of the Holy Spirit. Because there, I said it earlier, if you want truth, if you want truth, it, you have to remove everything that we've ever been taught. Not saying that everything our parents have taught us is wrong, but we do have to investigate it. You understand? Just because your mama said something or your daddy said something don't mean that that's the truth, not to God anyway. It may work well for you in the world, but it won't work well for you in the spirit realm. Amen? Edgar Allan Poe says, believe nothing you hear and only half of what you see. Now that's a deep saying, but that's but that's that don't that's not tied to a scripture, it's tied to a man. But he's still saying something. Say believe nothing you hear and only half of what you see. The half of what you see needs to be investigated and compared to the word of God before coming true becoming your truth. First John four one says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit whether they are of God. I'm going to read that again. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. And that's just, that's, that's understanding. We, we don't have to go into that. Try the spirit, whether they are of God. Everybody who comes to you is not of God, even if they do go to church, even if they've been in church longer than you. Every person that comes to you is not of God. Many false prophets, many, many, many false prophets are gone into the world. He doesn't say one or two. He says many. Hebrews 4, 11 and 12 says, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. He's talking about the Israelites. He's telling us to enter the rest of God. Enter into that rest with him. So you don't, you, don't, you don't fall into the same example of unbelief, the, the disobedience and the things that the Israelites were doing, the, 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 that you fall into his rest, that you into, enter into his rest. That means when you're entering, that's an action. You have to go and do something. You have to enter into his rest. To enter into his rest means we've got to get in that word. 
We got to get on our face. We got to pray. We got to seek God. We got to know what the Holy Spirit is, t- is telling us. Again, we have to investigate. We have to examine. We have to discern to enter into that rest. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discern of the thoughts and the intents of, of, intents of the heart. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow. This tells me, this, this scripture here tells us that the word of God is our truth. It, 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 it's powerful. It's sharper than any, to anything that you have in your house. I don't care if you don't bought a, a whatever you don't bought. We don't see those commercials to cut through the can and cut through bricks. and do. It's saying it's, it's more powerful than that. It's sharper than that. It is piercing even and dividing, splitting in half the soul and the spirit and of joints and marrow and the discerner of thoughts and the intents of the heart, intents of the heart. Jesus even said the heart is deceitful. It is, it is even saying the word of God will even tell you when your heart is being deceitful. Amen? That you don't even have to guess, is this right or wrong? If you are living by the Holy Spirit, not by your per- per- perception, not by your own created reality, if you are living by the word of God, if you are allowing the Holy Spirit to work in and out of you, God will even tell you when your heart is being deceitful. We like what we like. That's the truth. See, that's our perception, our reality. We like what we like. So we hang out with people that have similar interests to us. If we do something, we want to hang out with people that do that. We have uh, different, um, in the church, we have different cliques. You know, we have this clique and that clique. We, we have tons of cliques in the church, which uh, blows my mind because I'm thinking we're all sick. We all need Jesus. No, nobody is better than anybody. But we, but we like what we like, so we tend to hang out with people that have the same interests in us. So um, Facebook, uh, many of you have Facebook, has millions of groups. And after you search, you can find something that you can belong to no matter what it is, no matter how freaky it is, no matter how crafty it is, no matter how religious, terroristic, hateful. You can go online and find anything to help fuel your reality. That's dangerous. You see, I, I told you that the, the enemy is going to be there. See, Satan's still there. He's not going to go anywhere because you allow the Holy Spirit to work with you. Uh, you, you. Satan doesn't do anything but stay there. So it's us that we have to deal with. See, we, we, we've confused ourselves in thinking we need to pay attention to what Satan is doing. Satan's not going to change. He's not going to change. He's still going to do what he does. Even the things that are going on in the world, we want to, uh, we, we're, we're trying to see uh, what's on the news, and we're trying to figure out what the government wants to do and see now they're messing with people's unemployment, and now they're, they're talking about another stimulus check, and people don't have jobs, and people ain't got food, and people are being evicted, and all these things. See, we're being distracted by that, but we don't see what's underneath that, and that's Satan. See, Satan is out. He's going to do what Satan is going to do, but it's us as spiritual beings, us with the Holy Spirit in us, that we have to see this. We have to know spiritual things. So we can go online and find anything to fuel your reality, whatever you like. Whatever you like, you can find it. But as Christians, only God's word can give you truth. 
I don't care if you find people that do what you like to do. I don't care what group you join on social media or what group you hang out with. Only God can give you truth. I don't care women's trip, boys' trip, men's trip, whatever you, whatever kind of trip you want to take. And I don't care how deep the conversations get over a glass of wine and what y'all talking about. But if it ain't God's word, it ain't truth. Amen? Only God, only the Holy Spirit can reveal to you that truth. Without the Holy Spirit revealing truth, I have to pose this question to you. So tonight I'm going to ask you, are you converted? Peter walked with Jesus, and he even had to tell Peter in Luke 22, 32, but I have prayed for thee that, they, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, now mind you, Peter walked with Jesus. So Peter saw what Jesus did. So we're not talking about being saved now. See, I, you just believing in Jesus don't mean nothing because Peter walked with him. He believed in him. He saw him. But there's a conversion that needs to take place. And that conversion takes us out of our own reality, what we perceive, and takes us into what truth is. It says, strengthen thy brethren. Are you in a place where you can strengthen someone? Are you in a place where you can come out of your home, out of where you are, and strengthen them? I told, I told um, a sister yesterday, I said, One, two things going to happen if this ever ends. People either going to really like themselves or they're going to really hate themselves. Did you catch that? Either you're going to like yourself or you're going to hate yourself. Because in this time, the world is saying, oh, doom is happening. We got to go buy toilet paper and water and food and you got to do this and you got to do that. But are you spending time with what the word of God is saying? The word of God said the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Do you know that? So that means when, when you pray, it avails, it's going somewhere. The, 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 the righteous will not be forsaken. So what are you concerned about what they're saying in the world? Have you went back to the word? Do you like you? Because when we come out of this, we have to be powerful. We can't just be the same old, same old. I said it's renewing. We've been doing this since March. What have you been renewing since March, or do you still have the same mindset? You still got that nasty attitude. You still uh, rumbling and complaining. You still acting like uh, you better than everybody else. Or have you humbled yourself before the Lord and said, Lord, fix me. Give me truth, God, because my reality, my perception is no longer working for me. See, because I have to deal with me. I have to deal with my husband. I have to deal with my children. I have to deal with uh, my parents. I have to deal with whoever I need to deal with in my house because we are in this place where we can't just go doing what we want to do anymore. So are you converted? Are you converted? Do you have enough strength in you, enough word in you, enough power in you, enough authority in you to strengthen your brother? Do you have that? If the Holy Spirit is not convicting you, he's not teaching you, he's not endowing you with power, are you really following truth or just your perception of what a Christian is? I'm going to read that again. If the Holy Spirit is not convicting you, teaching you, endowing you with power, are you really following truth, God's truth, or just your perception of what a Christian is. See, we know what we, we know how to talk Christian language. We know how to say, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Oh, I'm, I, I, oh girl, everything, all shall be well. We, we know those terminologies. 
We, we know how to say, oh, the devil busy, but are we following truth or just our perception? We have what we call selective hearing. Uh, you know, parents say that about children. We, you know, we selective hear or we hear what we want to hear. We see what we want to see. And that's what we're doing in church. That's what we're doing as Christians. That's what we're doing professing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We're, 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 we select what we want to hear. We select what makes us feel good. See, when the man or woman of God gets up there and they ask you a question or they, uh, they're um, challenging you, you don't like that. So you don't come to church no more. You get angry or you get upset or you want to find a different church or whatever, or you, you, you don't like that. You want a feel-good message. See, we want the message that God's going to bless you with a new car. God's going to bless you with a new house. God's going to bless you with a new husband. God's going to bless you with babies, and God's going to bless you with finances. That's what we want to hear from God. God's going to bless you that your son's not going to get convicted. God's going to bless you that your daughter's not going to get convicted. We, that's what we want to hear from God. See, we don't want to hear from God when God says, fix yourself. You're dirty. Fix yourself. Shut your mouth. We don't want to hear that part. We don't want to hear when God has something that it hurts us to hear, that we need to change ourselves. See, we, we have our own reality. We have our own, own perception of what's going on, that everything is okay. We don't want to hear the bad things that God has to say about us. We don't want to hear that we're vain and we're conceited. We don't want to hear that you ain't all that. We don't want to hear that uh, you're not a good friend. You don't know how to love people. You have a bad attitude. We, we don't want to hear those things from God. What we want to hear is a feel good from God. And even though those feel goods feel good, it's not all of what God is saying to us. There's 66, 66 books in the Bible, and each one of them is telling us something about truth. Not what our parents or our friends or our grandparents or our teachers or other role models told us or what the Internet told us or what TV told us, but what God is saying to us. So your reality is not your truth. So, again, I'm going to ask you, are you converted? Is your, is your truth God's truth, or is it just what you perceive it to be? So, brothers and sisters, I, I just want to encourage you today. Look at your life. Look at where you are. Look at your mind. Where's your mind at? Have you grown in these months? Everybody, we're talking about everything else. When we have phone conversations about what the president doing and what, what's going on with the police, and, and all those things matter. Don't get me wrong. They do matter because it's happening. It is happening. But also what is happening is that he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. And that's what we must stand on. We have to stand on truth and not perception. Heavenly Father, I thank you most of all, Father, for this word. Lord, show us where we are, God. If Peter was able to walk with you and witness miracles, God, and you have to tell him, God, when he is converted, Father, Show us, Father, where conversion needs to take place. Let us put away, Father, our childish ways, our childish thoughts, God. Show us how to be mature Christians, mature spiritual Christians. Show us how to walk with you. Show us, Father, how to examine. Show us, God, how not just to examine, Father, but to dig deeper, how to question it. 
and how to apply it to our lives, Father. Show us, God, that you have freely given us these gifts, that we do have the mind of you, God, that you have given it to us. And, Father, allow us, Father, to see, speak to us like never before, Father. The, the people that are on the prayer line right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that are willing, God, to be converted, to, to be, be able to strengthen brothers and sisters, not just in the church, God, but in the world, Father, that we can be a beacon of light, God, that we can show them truth and not what our perception or not what our reality is, Father, and not speak words that are natural, God, but, but speak spiritual words and healing words into people. People, Father. The people that are willing to, Father, you know their hearts. You know where they are right now, Father. I ask, Father, that even tonight, God, speak to them like never before, Father. Give them fresh visions and, and dreams, Father. Give them revelation, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus that we are changed beings, Father, that the world is saying COVID keeps us in, God, but we should be in our house rejoicing and worshiping you, Father, taking our prayer lives to another level, God, taking truth to another level, Father, examining your word, Father, define ourselves in those words and correcting what needs to be corrected, God. So, Lord, I thank you. I praise you, and I will magnify you, Father. Lord, I uplift apostle to you, and I ask that you just be with him, God. Keep him safe. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Everybody knows what they need to do with their offering, their tithes. Reach out to Sister Sarah or Sister Montina if you do not know. Um, God bless you. Apostle sends his love. Um, and I love you too. God bless you. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.